Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. John Crotty joins us in the Orion Fuel and Downstairs Convenience Source guest line. Truly steps beyond convenience. What do you think about the uh, Stacey King-Amber Wilson remix right there, John Crotty? I'm just glad to have Amber back. Amber, welcome back. It's good to hear your voice on the radio. Thanks, Crotty. John, I want to I want to ask you here about something we talked about earlier in the show. You know, the the Dolphins had a tight end the last couple of years named Jordan Cameron, who just retired. Uh, he had right. he had concussion problems, and he mentions he's making a little bit of headlines out because he mentions that most guys in the NFL don't even they don't love football. They don't like playing so much, and he was one of those guys that doesn't really love it. And I think I totally believe that. And I think, though, it's a major difference in football compared to the other three major sports in this country, baseball, hockey, and basketball. I would contend that the majority of players in those three sports do love playing the game still. Uh, What do you make of that? And did you always love playing when you were professional? It's funny because I remember a lot of, even in college, a lot of the football guys would always, they would always sit and wait to go out to their practices uh, and they'd watch our practice. A lot of them like, you know, a lot of them like to play ball just because of the, the, the fun nature of being able to run up and down the floor and, and uh, you know, talk to each other and have fun with it. So uh, to your point, I, I think a lot of people like the, the flow in the, of the game period. Um, and then the, the pros themselves, I think, the ones particularly who are really good at it really enjoy it because they're passionate about it. Um, if you're passionate about something, you're going to work harder. If you're passionate about something, you're going to compete uh, harder. You know, I, I think that's what uh, what makes you good. Um, certainly, there are guys that are, you know, if you're if you're seven feet, you know, you're you're kind of at times expected to play basketball. And there's some guys that get in that role and they they wind up realizing they can make a decent living at it and they don't love it, but they do it because it's a, it's a good fit. But I think more often than not, I think people really enjoy it. Did you always love it while you were pro or like when you went overseas for a little bit, did you not like it as much? Well, it's the, the thing about it is with like with, if I look at my particular position is, you know, you go from being someone who's a major, major contributor as a, you know, one, one of the best in the, in the country in high school, you know, one of the best in college and then in the NBA at times you become a role player. That's, that's difficult at times, I think, you know, because you're not always able to do exactly what you want to do in terms of getting minutes and, and contributing. And that can be frustrating, but overall I, you know, I loved it. Your, uh, your time at Virginia, you made the elite eight one year. Do I have that right? When you were playing at UVA? Yeah, we were in 89. We made the Elite Eight. We were one game away from the Final Four. We lost to Michigan, who wound up going on to to, uh, to win. We did beat uh, Stacey King um, and the o- Oklahoma Sooners. Was that the um, Glenn Rice Michigan team? That was a Glenn Rice Michigan team. It was, a, it was a very impressive Michigan team. I think they had six NBA players on it. Oh, uh, you, you ran it. into a you ran into a buzzsaw there. A buzzsaw, yeah. It was Glenn Rice. It was 
guy named Terry Mills, yep. Romeo Robinson, Lloyd Vaughn. Yeah, good team. Sean, Sean uh, uh, what's Sean's last name? Shooter. Um, I, I mean, it was it was like one guy after another. This uh, only cares oh, about Glenn Rice. Yeah, yeah, I was just thinking about Glenn Rice there. I mean, he carried <laughs> them on his back, I'm sure. Uh, this Heat team, though, you know, Tyler Johnson mentions that they're not just putting together a string of good games here, that they are a legitimately good team. I feel like, John, 26 games, 21 wins in their last 26 games. I feel like we've seen a large enough sample size to agree that this is a really good team. I agree. I, I agree. I think, and the thing about it that's pretty amazing is they've, they've matured into this. This isn't something from day one, I think, that uh, they were. They've, it's, it's been, I think, the best coaching job Coach Eric Spolster has ever done, and the players are believing it. Uh, you see the confidence level continue to rise. You're getting some really special individual performances. I mean, Deion Waiters, what he's been able to do. Uh, Dragic, to me, who's been really the league MVP, or the team MVP, I should say. Um, Whiteside. Um, and then these guys off the bench. I mean, you, you can't you can't sugarcoat it uh, anymore. I mean, they're they're doing a great job. I mean, with the Johnson and Johnson guys are wearing other teams out. Whether it's Tyler, whether it's James, facilitating, making shots. You get great performances by a guy like Wayne Ellington. I mean, this is a deep team. They play extremely hard. I have the other the other broadcasters from the other teams actually come come over to me after the game and go, these guys play so hard. It's so refreshing to see how hard and with so much urgency that they play. And, look, they have to, they have to play that way to be competitive, but they do it night in and night out. Tyler Johnson didn't just say, though, that this is a legitimately good team. He said that he's not surprised at all by their performance. That's, and BS. That, That's BS. That I don't believe. I don't I'm know how – how even these guys on this team aren't surprised at being 21 and 26. I mean, they were 11 and 30. In the second half of the season when you were 11 and 30. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I, I've never seen anything like it, Amber. I mean, I, I just, the flip-flop, the 180, I mean, like you said, to be 11 and 30 and then to flip-flop it like they have, it's just insane. I mean, to, to win that many games and just change the whole, you know, commentary and narrative from, you know, being a team that is going to, you know, get a draft pick to now – you know, uh, looking just on the outside of getting into the playoffs and maybe getting as high as six, um, it, it's a remarkable, remarkable story. John, winning makes everything a lot better and one athlete or former athlete to another. I know you're recently retired. Uh, what do you think about what was just said about Cameron and the tight end situation with the NFL about guys not loving the game as much as people might think we, they do? What, do you, what is your take about it in basketball? Uh, again, I think it's – I think more – more guys really enjoy the game than don't. Um, but I think what happens is when you're a pro and if you play long enough, Rami, is, um, you know, it's not really the, it's not the game itself that, that kind of uh, wears you down or, or, or makes you, um, you know, not like it. It's, it's all the things surrounding it, dealing, dealing with um, sort of the day-to-day of, 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 of the travel. Uh, for example, and the NBA is just absolutely brutal. You know, at times dealing with the media and then the frustrations you can have with miscommunications, um, some of the personnel stuff, things that can go wrong there. I think it's a lot of off-the-court stuff or off-the-field stuff that probably wears on guys. I mean, that's that's my opinion.
You know, I want to ask you about the travel real quick since you brought that up because the Heat played what I thought was a ridiculous schedule this weekend, Saturday and Sunday, where at tip-off on Saturday night against Toronto, in the next 21 hours, you're going to play two basketball games and travel in between. Uh, I don't think it's very fair. I have a hard time taking anyone seriously when they complain about the players sitting out to rest games when the NBA is scheduling games in that fashion. But I wonder for someone like yourself who played in the 90s and your travel, you guys are flying coach. You're not flying private. You're not charter. You're flying out the next morning and then you're playing that night. I wonder for guys like you, do you have less sympathy on that kind of situation today? Yeah, it's just very different. It's just very, very different. No coaches would ever hold players out to rest. It just wasn't done. I flew coach my first three years of my 11 years, um, so I did both coach and, and charter. The coach is interesting because you <clears throat> you spend the night in that city, and typically a lot of times you know, everyone goes out <laughs> to the same spot and you meet the other players out there and you go out and have fun. It's not the healthiest uh, for the next day. Um, you also have to get up at like the crack of dawn and take the first flight out according to the NBA rules to get to the next city to play the game the next night on a back-to-back. So you'd have like a basically a 4.35 o'clock wake-up, 7 o'clock flight out the next day, and you're, you're like a walking zombie until you get to the next hotel at about 10, 11 o'clock in the morning, and you just crash the rest of the day till that night. Um, the charter actually, guys are awake after they play anyway because you're so wound up from, from playing, and you, you, you actually get into the – next city at an hour where everything's pretty much shutting down. So guys wind up, I think, staying in more often than not. It's a, it's a healthier, uh, it's a healthier environment. This past weekend was just a freakish situation, particularly with daylight savings and an earlier game the next day. The one, I'll tell you the one lockout year that, that happened, um, I think going back in like 99, 99, we were playing three games in three days. Yeah. You know, I mean, that, that was, that was harsh um, because – And was every know, team on charters by then? Yeah, every team was on charters by then. Okay, yeah. okay. So three games in three days is a lot. That's a lot. Sean Higgins. There you go. Wait, Google's a good thing, huh? Uh, <laughs> that's how you do it, man. That's how you do it. <laughs> right. Good job, John. We'll oh. see you at the arena tomorrow night, man. Guys, you got it. Great, great uh, hearing from you. And Amber, love to have you back. Thanks so much, Crowdy. All right, see you, John. Take care, guys. All Bye. Right. That's John Crowdy right there. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.